It's episode number nine, everybody. One away from double ditch. Happy almost Christmas if you do that. Happy holidays if not. I just learned what this song meant one day ago. For 29 years, I was misinterpreting this song. It was playing in the car. And I turned to my girlfriend and I said, people must have been so weirded out when this song dropped. And she was like, why? It's about a kid seeing his mom kiss his dad. He's dressed up as Santa, putting the gifts under the tree. And I was like, I did not know that that's what was happening. And she's like, what'd you think was going on? And I was like, I just thought she was a cheating whore. But instead, it's a song about Santa not being real. It's about a kid finding out Santa's not real, which honestly might be worse than finding out your mom's a cheating, no good whore. Would have been for me. Dude, I cried when I found out Santa wasn't real. I found out Santa wasn't real and I convinced my mom to continue lying to me. So that I would I could kind of believe it. Because I didn't want to not believe it. I fucking loved Christmas, dude. Still do. Huge deal. Huge deal in my family. We decorate... My mom decorates, I should say. My dad doesn't give a shit about anything. Mom decorates like crazy. Real tree every year. Never had a fake tree in my fucking life. We got a village. You guys know the the super fucking like intense villages. We got two of them. We got the Alpine Village, which is like an old schooly village. And we got the North Pole, which is more cartoony. But it ain't, it's fucking real. Shit ain't cheap either. And we're not rich. It's just a thing we decided to spend a ton of money on as a family. And I'm happy about it. I'm a better person for it. I think probably not. Who knows? But yeah, I did not know what that song meant until now. And uh, I guess it's a little more acceptable. I always I just thought it was really weird. It's still a pretty weird song, but... Whatever. I'm not good at interpreting things and understanding them. I'm learning as time goes on. And it's a thing my girlfriend's really good at, so it gets pointed out to me far more often now than when I was just alone. Like, uh, even we're fucking watching The Sopranos together. We're binging through it, and there was a scene where, like, Carmela is fucking talking to Fury. Oh, I apologize if you don't watch the show or whatever, but... You'll you'll understand what I'm saying without seeing the show. And they have sexual tension going on. And as she's leaving the house, a tea kettle goes off. And my girlfriend's like, ah, the metaphorical tea kettle. And I was like, what what does that mean? She's like, the tea kettle's going off, signifying like the sexual tension in the room. And I was like, fuck, really? I I thought a tea kettle was going off. And that's all that. She asked him, like, she said she wanted coffee earlier in the scene, so he put some water on the stove, and we all forgot about it, and now the tea kettles are going off. I don't, I don't pick up on deeper meaning shit like that. And I don't know if that's a good thing, because I'm trying to write scripts. So, you know, if I, my script, it's just going to be the most shallow television show of all time. I don't know. I feel like show, you don't need to be deep. I feel like that's so annoying. I feel like people watch shows... And then, like, you can say anything means anything if you want. You know? 
Like, there's no deeper meaning behind Seinfeld, but you can say, like, oh, you know, I don't, I can't make an example because I don't fucking get it. So that's a shame. But, hey, that might be the first That's a Shame on the uh, That's a Shame podcast, which probably took entirely too long and I should have been incorporating it this entire time. But you know what? Fuck it. I'll do me and whatever happens, happens. And, uh, you probably, I didn't even need to say that because if you haven't been listening to every episode, you wouldn't even know. But if you have been listening to every episode, fucking thank you. You're a goddamn saint. And uh, thank you for all the messages and shit about looking out for my dog who's sleeping behind the goddamn camera right now. He made it out of surgery. <coughs> Fuck. Excuse me. He made it out of surgery. He didn't die. He's got a fucking six-inch inc- six incision going up his goddamn leg. They turned him into a baseball. But he's doing well. He's thriving. He's alive. I mean, we don't know yet. We didn't get the results back from the from the mass that they're examining. He might not be thriving. He might be riddled with cancer. But in the moment, he's doing well. He's, he's wearing a cone because he can't lick his wounds, which is, I guess, where that saying comes from. But he's wearing a cone constantly, and he's got absolutely no cone etiquette whatsoever. He can't. He he doesn't. He can't judge like he, his depth perception or whatever the fuck. Like he's misjudging the girth of his head, and he's hitting everything. He's walking into things, and he doesn't seem to care. He's making no adjustments to the cone life. He's just bumping into shit and saying, "All right, I'm, I bump into shit now." When he jumps up onto the couch to cuddle with you, he just fucking stabs you with the cone. He just stiff arms himself into furniture all day long. It's fucking hilarious, but also frustrating. Zero cone etiquette. And uh, it's just a shitty plastic cone we got from the vet. But we got one on the way from Amazon. My girlfriend bought it, and it's a fucking sunflower. So we're turning my dog into a homosexual post, post-surgery. post It was a surgery to remove a, a, t- a cancer mask, but it was also... To change his gender, I guess, and his sexuality because he's got a fucking resin beaded dog tag on now and we're about to put a sunflower around his fucking neck. So he's a gay dog now in his post-cancer life. And we'll see how it goes. You know, maybe God will treat gay dogs better than it treated this one. Because the straight bean's got a fucking big old cancerous tumor on his back like... And uh, it's what it is. It might have been the best thing that's ever happened to him. We're spoiling the shit out of him. He's getting whatever he wants. He's eating whatever he wants. I wish I could eat whatever I want. I've never been someone who could do that. And as I get older, I'll, I'll attempt to do it sometimes. But I just, I hate feeling like shit, dude. And I, I don't know if it happens more easily now that I'm older or because it's been so long that I've been, like, eating healthy, that when I go to the shitty shit, and, like, it's not even shitty shit that fucks me up. I had sushi the other day. Is this something that happens to anyone else? Dude, if I eat sushi for dinner, the next morning I wake up, and it feels like I was partying with salt water. I've never been more dehydrated in my life. It feels like I was pickled while I slept. My whole body is just dried out. I got a headache. I got fucking cotton mouth. It's crazy, dude. I feel worse after a meal of sushi than I do after a night of drinking. And I'm not even exaggerating. I guess just that they, they cure the raw fish with salt and then you got the soy sauce too. Is there salt and wasabi? Because I am telling you, 
I feel like the fucking what's that river? It's that river in India that when you go into it, it stings your pee hole because it's so fucking salty. You can let you can float like anyone can float in it. You just lay down and you float. What is it? The Dead Sea? Because you can dead man's float. Is that what it is? Or nothing can live in it because it's so fucking. It's so salty. But yeah, I remember. I've never been there, but I remember. I think a friend went there, and when before you go into the fucking into the thing, like he was on a tour or whatever, and before you get into the the Dead Sea, they are like they warn you: Do you have any cuts or? abrasions or anything on your skin because it's going to sting when you go in here and then uh and then he went in there and he no one warned him that it was going to set his pee hole on fire so that happened to him and i don't know what the solution is i guess you just got to deal with it or do they make little fucking like they make little decals you can put over the tip of your dick before you get in the dead sea they should sell that at the gift shop make a fucking killing it's like the little stickies that chicks put on their nipples when they don't want to wear a bra. You just place that over your dick hole before you get in the dead sea. Anyway, I didn't know that's where that was going to go. But it did. Um. All right. Let's do... Uh, what about... Let's Let's get the what's trending in for this episode. Let's see what's up on the, uh, see, I don't know how trending works. Like, is this tailored to me and because of the things that I like on my fucking page or can I just go, how do you just go to the mass trending for you? Yeah. For you. Oh, here we go. Trending. I might not, I might not have even been doing the what's trending portion of the show correctly, but here we go. I'm doing it right now. What's trending. December 21st is trending. It's the winter solstice. Oh, I've been seeing this shit everywhere. It's all, it's mainly women talking about December 21st. Oh, this is trending. It's just the winter solstice. It's the shortest day of the year. But there's something else going on on the 21st that I've been seeing everywhere. The great conjunction. There's going to be an energy shift because Jupiter and Saturn are aligning. And something's going to change. It's going to open new portals of energies and, and people are going to change. We're going to have self-realization and people are going to live at a higher frequency and, and they're going to visualize and manifest the things they've wanted. And, and guess what? Nothing's going to change. We're all pieces of shit. We're all out for ourselves. The world is still going to be corrupt and there's still going to be people getting fucked on islands and you know government issuing out $600 Every fucking nine months for a country that's been on lockdown for a year. No one gives a fuck. Nothing's going to change. And I can't believe people f- believe anything will ever change. The same shit's been going on. Every time I think something is unique to this situation, I'll go, I'll go to look it up. And it's been happening for so long. Like we all, we all think this whole political correct shit is new. Dude. People have been canceling people for fucking years, for decades. Okay? People always resort to the thing that's going to benefit them the most. Even just the most minuscule shit. <clears throat> like, dude, my girlfriend, I don't know what the fuck. 
is going on. Dude, this chick is like an entrepreneurial genius. She made a fucking... Dude, she was bored during quarantine. She bought like some resin and a dog tag mold just to fuck around and make one for our dog. And in a month and a half, it's turned into a full-blown business. She posted about it on her Instagram. A bunch of people were like, oh my God, that's so cute. Where can I get one? And now we full on have an assembly line in our living room of her making dog tags and domino sets and all this other shit out of resin. It's fucking insane. But my point is, she's selling these things to people. And there's like, when you pay over PayPal, she's not, she's selling them to people. She's covering the fucking shipping. And then there's a thing when you, when people purchase it through PayPal and they pay using PayPal, there's an option to like, if you can pay as a friend, then you don't pay the PayPal fee and the other person pays the PayPal fee. So my girl is making her the fucking tag at a reasonable, a reasonable price, paying the fucking shipping fee. And then people, when they go to pay, are clicking the pay as friend option because they know she's going to get fucked with the fee. And she just realized that. And hundreds of people have been using that option to fuck her out of uh, however much money over the course of these are. And it's my point is people just pick the way that won't fuck them no matter how little it is. No one does the right thing. Maybe like 10% of people truly do the right thing when nobody's listening. And that's how I fucking feel because that's how I live my life also. I'm going to do what's convenient for me. And then I'm going to bitch about how other people also do that for themselves. And that's uh, that's not the Christmas spirit. So, you know, maybe those... Extremely expensive villages didn't make me a better person and I probably should have just went to church more or maybe, uh, you know, got sent to a private school with that money. And it definitely wasn't, they're not that expensive, but, you know, I maybe could have had a tutor who could have taught me about life, you know, instead of fucking math that has been meaningless. But anyway, that's probably it for episode nine of That's a Shame with Nick. Alex, thank you guys (coughs) for listening. Um, I don't have COVID. I just got tested. By the way, I, that was my second COVID test. And I realized the first one might have been not done right because the second one was painful, dude. It fucking, my brain burned and I almost threw up. It was nauseating. But it came back negative anyway. I've, I don't know why I wouldn't have been doing a goddamn thing except for talking into a microphone alone in my living room and uh, taking my dog to a vet to get cut open. But that's episode nine. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your Christmas, guys. I won't talk to you. Be safe. Don't kill your family. Adios. She did.